All right, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of a uh, hundred books a year with Kevin. Uh, today let's keep our hiatus going. Um, I I promise we're gonna talk about a book soon. Uh, in fact, we just got a bunch of books. Uh, from a local bookstore. I uh, I was actually there yesterday. Bought like twenty something books. So, uh, don't worry. Books are coming. But um, I just wanna kind of like cover more of these uh newer scientific lecture uh. Uh, the uh, Andrew Huberman's lab and then kind of for myself use it as like a brush up as like a breather to kind of like understand stress more often right because I don't feel like we have enough recent books or materials to under stress to understand stress and I think um, this book did a very good job or this podcast I should say so let's do a brief introduction into stress today and we're going to talk about the biological nervous system uh, wiring of stress. And then after that, we're going to uh, spend a couple of days on this topic. We're going to talk about how to relieve stress and all that fun stuff. So um, stress. Let's start here. It's not really an emotion. We usually think that stress is like, oh, I feel stressful. That is incorrect, right? Stress is not an emotion. So what is stress? So um, we, we typically have a negative relationship to stress, right? We think stress is horrible. We think it's, it's unfortunate. It's like an invasion of our personal space. Um, we usually get, you know, a stress, right? Whenever there's something that we don't want to happen to, to unhappen, right? If you think about from a prehistoric day, right? Like, you know, like when human, when we were, you know, like living on the um, African plains, right? When we get chased by tigers or you know uh lions i just, i don't know what lives in uh, um, africa playing but just an idea right like when we're running away from danger our body have this uh response system called stress um on a bigger level stress is actually generic so it's not really anything that specific and it is not really designed for one thing it's designed for a portfolio of situations right so whenever we say stress uh it kind of come into two mechanisms right one is the hardwire biological mechanism and then the other one is a hardwire de-stress mechanism so here's what we mean with stress there's actually a stress thing and there's a thing called stress thirst right so a stress is typically a response. That's what we're looking at. When A happens, we have stress as a response. But a stressors, it could be the cause of the stress, right? Or it could be psychological, mental stress, or physical stress. It depends. So whenever we're talking about acute stress response, we are talking about more of a short-term stress, right? Late, uh, later on, maybe in a couple of days, we're gonna talk about the difference between short-term stress and long-term stress and medium-term stress, right? Um, actually, short-term stress is actually a good thing, right, compared to long-term stress. We can cover that in a little bit. So how does the stress function? What kind of a, what part of our nervous system handles stress? It's actually, the neurons is called the sympathetic chain ganglia. Okay, so um, sympa, it really means together, right? So this is a giant nervous system, kind of a, uh, the nerves goes from the 
next to our ass, right? <laughs> to our behind. So it's really everywhere um, in our body. Um, so when something that uh, stresses out, uh, 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 us out, you know, we're chased by a lion, chased by a tiger, whatever, the uh, sympathetic chain ganglia becomes activated all at once. The entire body uh, kind of lights up. So what happens from a neuromodulator perspective, right? So when, whenever the sympathetic chain ganglia lights up, they release acetylcholine, right? We talk about that a lot before in this class or in this podcast. And what's going to happen is it really, really, you know, like releases a chemical to inspire movement. And then acetylcholine will trigger muscle movement. And then we kind of go from there. In the meantime, the post-ganglionic -gan uh, neurons will release epinephrine and adrenaline kind of to get our body going, right? So this is a typical stress response, if you may. Um, in this particular case, right, epinephrine, right, or we can say adrenaline, it really acts as two functions. One is that it's a beta receptor. So in a sense, it will raise our heart rate, it will, uh, it will increase our blood, our, our blood pressure. And epinephrine also acts as a focuser or like a headlight, in a sense, to shut up other system. They're like, okay, this entire body is dedicated to this thing. What is that thing? Running away from tigers, <laughs> right? Running away from any stressors that you may have. Right, so they will shut off, let's say, the reproduction uh, system, or that the other system that's not very really useful within that time frame. So, to summarize, right, stress is something that causes some a system to have functions, and stress also causes other system to not have function. In the case of being chased by tigers the motor system is going to be functioning like 120% efficiency, right? And then um, the reproductive system or the digestive system might be not activated in that sense. So can we really um, eliminate a stress response, right? We can cover that more specifically next time. But I want to end this podcast here today where... Um, we talk about a book called The Upside of Stress. Uh, it's uh, written by a Harvard um, biologist. No, not, uh, not a biologist. I think it, she was a, uh, was it Harvard or Stanford? I think it's probably a Stanford psychologist, Kelly Magdugo, Mag, Mag, Magolia. Um, the Upside of Stress. I, I think we talked about that book, uh, I think last year or a long time ago. But, the point is, is I want you guys to realize today as an introduction to uh, the biology of stress is, first of all, is it really turns on a lot of systems and then it turns off a lot of systems. It's not like a boom, once the uh, stress is happening as a response and then your whole body is just going into the overload. No, right? Some of it does, some of it doesn't. And then we're going to cover that probably within the next couple of days is that there's actually different stress levels that we can learn about, right? So we have the the long-term stress, we have the middle-term, uh, medium-term stress, and we have the short-term stress. And in all honesty, they all have different properties. Um, 
short-term stress and medium-term stress can sometimes be good. We're going to cover that. But long-term stress is always, always bad. There's no ways around it, which I think are interesting. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to cover what is the most effective mechanism that we can do, have a biological uh, framings around it for us to de-stress almost immediately. All right, guys. Subscribe, share with your friends, whoever you feel like is a stress all the time. And then uh, we're going to come back tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bye.